Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and we are bringing him back to hear how you can identify that you're ready to scale and then the tactics attached to actually accomplishing that growth that you want to accomplish. Rohan, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me back. Man, I am super excited about this because we, we we fell in love with you this past Monday, man. You've had such an amazing journey from pilot to running these organizations to marketing and helping individuals. You're passionate about helping individuals get their message out there, get their revenue growing with what you're doing with GrowRev. And I want to give you the opportunity, but really the audience the opportunity to find out how do you recognize it's that time. It's that time to go ahead and hit the gas pedal. And then what would it look like if they were to engage with you? What, what would the first couple steps be that they need to really engage on to get ready for this growth? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're really wanting to go from a point where you're walking to running, you know, um, it's at GrowRev, we have a method called the crawl, walk, run method. If you're crawling, you're kind of figuring out what your offer is. If you're walking, you're spending a little bit of money and kind of getting a bit of results. But then when, and you get to the point where you're between walking and jogging to running is kind of the best, is the best way for us to be able to come in and help you. If we were having this conversation prior to January of 2021, it would be very different. At least I'm very honest with you. There's a lot of changes that's happened on the uh, advertising space since then till now, to the time of us recording this podcast. One of the things that I suggest every single person, if you're listening to this podcast or you know, you're getting into business and you want to understand how to really get to a point where your company's focused and geared for scale, is understand that you need to be able to run every single part of your company by yourself. Like that is, I think, the biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs, solopreneurs get into where it's like they want to just build a team and outsource and, you know, get as much the best of the best they can. But if you're doing it on a budget, not going to happen. Yes, you can hear these crazy stories of SaaS companies that go raise, you know, 5 million bucks, 10 million bucks and build an absolute piece of a team and go and they just continue raising debt against the company. Um, however, and those aren't practical in every single situation. SaaS companies are an anomaly. I've run one. They're the most ridiculous things you'll ever build. On, on, uh, and you need a different type of mentality to run that. Now, when you're in the walking phase of your business, when you're specifically focusing on marketing, the one thing that I usually like clients to know is, you know, when we when I ask them simple questions, I'm like a sales call or my salesperson asks them simple questions on the call is, hey, question number one, what is your cost for acquisition and what is your lifetime value of your client? Those are the two things that if a client gives me without stuttering on a call, I know that they're going to be a phenomenal client because that no matter what we do, we can focus on building a really long scalable company just based on those two numbers. Yes, there's a little bit of different uh, nuances that come into play. If someone doesn't know those numbers, a lot of the times that they're more than likely, they're not paying attention to their marketing or they're having somebody else do it. And they're just wanting somebody else to come in and give them another home run because they've gotten so far. Now, I'm not saying don't hire an agency earlier on, but start with you doing it. Understand how to leverage the networks, especially in today's day and age when, you know, Facebook just got a lot more tougher since iOS 14.5 rolled out. Google's about to do their rollout at some point at the end of this year. It's like, understand what's going on underneath the engine before you give somebody else the fine tune it and supercharge it. I like that because I think, you know, you look at like doctors, chiropractors, dentists, lawyers, practitioners, right? You look at practitioners that are passionate about what they're doing 
but they don't know the business side, the marketing side. You know, they open their own clinic right out of university, but then all of a sudden they don't know what the heck to do with it. They don't know how to grow it. They don't know how to scale it because they have to be involved in the business. But what I feel like a lot of them forget is that you you still, as, as the owner of the business, as a CEO, you still have to recognize cash flow. You still have to recognize profit, revenue margins. You don't need to dissect it, but you need to understand what those reports look like which then turns into what you're talking about in that scaling piece. If you understand marketing to a small extent, when it's that time, all right, this is too much. They'll know that's when they engage an audience or, uh, excuse me, a, a, a company like you, where you can help them scale and grow. Correct. Is that, you nailed it, nailed it right on that. And I think that's just like a huge piece that I would love the audience to understand. Like you look at social media and all this marketing content, creating content to put out there. That is time consuming. That doesn't include funnel genetics. That doesn't include the chemistry of traffic where you're going from assets to locate to engaging to capitalizing on those things, tracking metrics, quality assurance. Like you can throw up a post on social media, but y'all go to the nth degree behind that. What's the value of tracking all of that stuff? The, the, the big value behind tracking all of that stuff is one, you know, there's organic and paid. In terms of whether it's acquisition scale, whichever way you want to call it, it's th- those are the two big things you really want to focus on. One part of that entire situation that you really need to focus on is when you're tracking it correctly, if a lead comes organically and it gets attributed to a, the, a paid attribution, it's unfair to your organic. But if a lead comes through paid and your organic gets attributed towards that pay from what you spent money on, it's unfair to your marketing or your marketing team. Making sure that that's set up properly so that you can see what leads are coming organically, what leads are coming through paid, and having that black and white picture so you know where to double down in those given weeks, in those given months. If something's working for you organically, focus it. If something's working for you paid, spend more money and continually build that all the way through. I know a term I've heard thrown around a lot especially when it comes to like paid ads, which are so saturated right now, but it's not just let me create one ad and I'll throw it up there. Let me create one thing and I'll throw it up there. There's a lot of like A-B testing. And that's where a lot of these analytics come in is where you have to test what actually hits hard and then double down on that, which is essentially what you're talking about is like testing different aspects, correct? Yeah, you know, it's like if you're not and continuing testing, but testing not only like A-B testing can be like you're literally just testing one ad against another, you're testing one headline against another. You got to get to a point where it's really, really granular for scale. Like when we get to a point with our clients at scale, we're testing headlines, ads, subheadlines, colors, funnels, like you got like different offer styles, like to the same are different hooks to the same offer. Like there's so many different things that we're continually testing because at the end of the day, you know, once you start spending 150, $250,000 a month in ads, that 1% incremental difference makes a huge difference across your entire economics and the entire business model. And I know we've talked about that scaling point. We've talked about businesses that are ready to grow. Are there any industries that you really like are passionate about helping or that you've seen like the best success come from with your organization? Well, we've done very, very well in the events and information space. Um, like I said, self-education, self-information. Uh, that's kind of our big passion and big purpose as to where you know we've kind of cornered the market. The ones that we're really double downing going into the future is a lot of AI technology that's going to be working for, towards better success companies and software companies that are like actually in, like implementing things that are going to make everybody else's life easier, getting those to scale and getting those in more people's hands at the end of the day, especially with the internet getting you know more and more accessible in third world countries. 
let's get it done correctly. That's pretty cool, man. And it's definitely a, a growth point that leads to the necessity to innovate. Like you have to always be changing. You hear all these things about algorithms changing up, Facebook having control, Instagram having control, YouTube having control all, all over these things where, you know, people get, get shut down without even recognizing or get ghosted, whatever that term is, right? Is that something that these metrics and this tracking and everything you're doing, are you staying tied into how these things are like ebb and flowing so that you can optimize for clients? That's uh, one of the things that GrowRev was known for initially was to be able to be, you know, ones that could adapt really quickly through the multi-network facets. Um, kind of answering your question in a long-winded way. But, you know, when everybody else was focused on just YouTube or just Facebook, we were like, hey, those are great. Have all your eggs in one basket. But what about if one goes down one one month or you get banned on one the other month? Like, how can you actually move quickly without having to, you know, restart, re- get things moving, whereas like, get another agency that can help you? Whereas us, we go all the way through and flow. And like, you know, with us, it's like, if you're running with us in multi-network, if YouTube's shitting the bed one month, but Facebook's doing good, we can very quickly internally as a team move your budgets. Like it's literally within 48 hours, you know, we can have your budgets moved over. So you're, only, you're not feeling that lull in your company for weeks at a time. You're only feeling it for hours. Which is huge, man. I mean, that, that's one of those, especially, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to predict something like COVID hitting, right? Like I'm in a risk management. One of my companies is risk management and focusing on how do you invert from risk? Dude, there's no way in heck any of us would have seen that coming down the pipe. But what you're talking about is really like diversifying those different offerings, diversifying, innovating, making sure you're staying in front of mind. And that's something that unless you're an expert in this realm, you're just not going to recognize how that kind of plays out, are you? You're definitely, you're definitely not because it's one of those situations where it's like <laughs> risk management. That's a good way of putting it. Man, imagine having risk management for COVID in your business. I think about the amount of companies that would have survived. Like it's, it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting thought, just understanding that whole correlation to that. Part. And it's like, an, it's impossible, but really to me, the best way to combat that is like literally what you're doing with GrowRev, where you're, you're putting this content out there. You're putting this stuff out there. A lot of businesses kind of like, Oh, Oh shit button. And then pull all that back, pull that revenue back, pull the marketing back, pull all the communication back. And then they tanked because now nobody can hear about them. Nobody heard anything from them. So you disappear out of sight, out of mind, right? So I feel like realistically, risk management wise in business, exactly what you're doing with RoRev. And that's exactly it. It's like, you know, when we got into COVID, for me, it was a very interesting time during COVID. But um, outside of, you know, just the world shutting down. But it's like, after dealing with all of the stuff that I had to on the personal side, came back and I'm talking to my clients. They're like, literally, like, I want to shut my doors. And I'm like, do you realize that is the most ridiculous thing you can do? Like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm not trying to have you sit here just so you can pay me another month or two months. Like you shutting down and not being the one marketing the most when you have the most amount of attention right now, you're literally just giving all of your business to your competitors that are going to be willing to do that. And the ones that actually saw, like took a second, thought about it and understood what I said, literally at the end of the year, we're like, if you hadn't like explained that to me the way you did, I wouldn't even have, you know, a business to go back to right now. And I've got probably having my biggest year because I just continue to keep marketing and being in front of my audience with the most amount of attention was during that time. Yeah, I, I love that. And at this point, hindsight is 2020, which is a terrible thing to say, I guess. <laughs> but you know, if people had had that thought initially, they got they got it once 2021 hit. But during 2020, people just had this freak out moment. So I love that you had that perspective on things, and I love that that's what you're doing with your organization because that's really what businesses, entrepreneurs, people ready to grow and don't want to go back to. Like, I know I don't. I never want to go back to the corporate world, man. It's a terrible place to be. So. 
I love that you're focused on that piece. Um, remind the audience, what's the best way to find out about you, your content? Um, I know you have a couple of quizzes and, and um, a couple things that, that you can analyze through your website. Give everybody that content again where they can reach out, find you, and do these things to start getting engaged with your organization. Yeah, if you really want to like focus on being able to scale, get you from a point where you're crawling, walking to running, and you know actually scaling your business, growrev.com. There's a lot of information on there that we can help you with. There's quizzes on there that you can run through. Um, if not, you really want to just you know, hey, I'm stuck. I'm spending you know X amount of money. I just need some help. Can somebody jump on a call and give me some insight on what I need to do? Is it's legitimately, uh, it's legitimately just fill out the form. Somebody will book a call with myself or somebody in my sales team will get that. We'll jump on a call with you. Um, on the other end, if you want to see what we do behind the scenes, my YouTube channel is pretty much exactly where I share a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of what's working now kind of content, a lot of what you should be doing, similar to this podcast, tactically, non-tactically. Um, and then my most um, active platform is Instagram and Instagram is Rohan underscore chef. I'm sure you're probably going to put in the show notes for all of the links and everywhere else that people can find this. But don't hesitate to reach out because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to build a legacy and help as many business owners go from crawling, walking to running. Love it, Rohan. That's amazing. Definitely all those things will be in the show notes. I encourage everybody to reach out, find out more about it. If you didn't catch Monday's episode, go back and hear this journey that got us to this point with Tactical Friday. Rohan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thanks for having me. And I hope everybody got a ton of value out of this one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com.